In an online world that never sleeps, you can't afford to be off ever. So how do you keep rooms full, guests raving, costs down, and staff happy? SiteMiner is the world's leading hotel commerce platform that provides hoteliers like you with the tools you need to sell, market, manage, and grow your hotel business all from a single dashboard. It allows you to be present among top booking channels, connect with your guests, build loyalty, and boost revenue. This intuitive platform has everything you need to succeed in the world of online hotel commerce. To learn more and get 50% off your first six months of a 12-month contract, visit siteminder.com forward slash principles. That's siteminder.com forward slash principles. Another vital thing we look at is book window. Hotels should really like adjust its strategy to the general market book window. If you see, okay, 50% of the hotels in my region have been booked 90 plus days before arrival, and you are still at 20%, then something is wrong. Welcome to the Proven Principles Podcast, the show that deconstructs the inner workings of the hospitality industry, breaking down the tools, tips, and tricks that the world's best-run hotels use every day. Here's your host, Adam Knight. My guest today is Bart Yonlites. He's the founder of Lareka, a company specializing in online revenue strategies for the hospitality industry. They've developed an algorithm that enables hotels to have better control of their rates over multiple booking channels. Getting on the first page of an OTA seems like a never-ending challenge for hotels. And now, as ever more marketing dollars flow into the equation, it may seem like an impossible task. This is why I wanted to have Bart Yon on the show. His company is doing something truly innovative that can be a useful tool to help your hotel gain an edge on its competition. Plus, it comes with the added benefit of making your operation more efficient. We dive into how OTA rankings work, the algorithm Lareka has developed, how you can make use of the data provided, and much more. So let's get to it. This is episode 108 of the Proven Principles podcast, Bart Yon Lates on how to get on the first page of an OTA. Enjoy. Bardian, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. I, and it's it's late in the evening for you. Where in the world are you um, calling in from? I'm right now in Vietnam, so it's uh, midnight over here. <laughs> well, I appreciate you staying up late and, and doing this for everybody because we're talking about something really, uh, I mean, it, it's interesting, but moreover, something that a lot of hotels struggle with. Uh, and there's a lot of content about this, is how do you get on the first page of an OTA? So we're going to try and deconstruct this a little bit on the show today. Um, I want to just kind of dive right in here and just get your take on how does a typical OTA or online travel agency ranking system work? Okay, that's a very good question, Adam. Um as you said, like for hotels, it's really like uh, right now, they most of the time they have no idea how they do it. They just use like their OTA or an OTA that's like the billboard effect to drive as much direct bookings as possible. But the unfortunate truth is that next to your direct bookings, a hotel have like their dependency on OTAs to uh, utilize their occupancy. Um, what's very important, so on OTAs, you have all these paid programs on booking.com, you have to be preferred partner, etc. But next to this, you have all these other parameters that really have an influence. One vital one is rate parity. It's like 
every hotel is like pursuing the rate parity, but it's a way of really um, pursuing the rate parity in a correct way. So by this, it's very important to go for rate parity to the OTAs that you value the most, that have the most traffic in your area. So like the whole rate parity is like one mathematical equation. So for example, um, if we go to Europe, their Airbnb has a significant impact on booking.com. So if you have a higher rate on Airbnb, you will be boosted on booking.com. If you go to the USA, it's, you have like the significant impact of Expedia and booking.com. So it's really for a hotel all like, how do we establish this rate parity and to which OTA should we um, really take into account? So one thing is the rate parity, but next to this, you have a lot of other things that really have an impact. Yeah. Is, could you break down what rate parity actually is? Because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what that term actually means. Yeah, of course. Um, so for the listeners who don't know what rate parity is, it's like they're on every type of channel or OTA or online travel agency, as they call it, you have like this different rates. For example, on Expedia, you have 100 and on Booking, you have 105 for your same hotel. What every OTA wants is to be the lowest or to have the lowest price. So people book on their OTA. But what um, OTAs do is they check on the other OTAs, like via meta search and other kind of things, like what is the rate on booking.com or on Expedia. So rate parity is really like your parity, like your evenness between all these OTAs. Uh, so like... Um, in this parallel, like if you have the lowest rate on booking.com or on Expedia, you're more likely to be higher positions on a booking.com or Expedia. Yeah, it's interesting. And that rate parity, that translates to your own direct booking rate as well. So one of, the, one of the lesser known pieces about a hotel working with an online travel agency like Expedia or hotels.com or booking.com is in the contract, oftentimes they say that you can't even have a lower rate on your direct booking channel. So going to your hotel.com website and trying to drive people to book there instead of on Expedia, you can't offer a lower rate on your own website. That's part of the contract is being with uh, being able to list on an OTA. And so, you know, this subject is so interesting because you start seeing how all of these little First of all, all these little contractual obligations start playing into how hotels sell their rooms. But it also you start to see how like there's these like little little unraveled threads in a strategy start occurring where you're trying to maybe get around uh, a contractual obligation by maybe not having a lower rate but having more inclusions in your rate so there's more value there or uh, there's something wrong with your channel manager, how you have it set up and stuff like different rates start going out to different places. And then all of a sudden you've got all these different rates across the board and it's really hard to get your arms around, which ultimately affects your visibility on these OTAs. So that's, I, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, cause you're in it, you're, you're eyeball deep in it. Is that a pretty fair look at why Number one, this is so complicated for hotels, but number two, why so many hotels, things just go completely off the rails? Yeah, exactly. Um, like the main problem of 
hotels are that they're so focused on their operations like making operations uh, or the operational work is like at 100% that they are like lost like their rate structure is completely lost so they don't benefit from a rate parity boost on visibility which has an impact on direct bookings which has an impact on the um, add-ons add-ons booked and whole like the structure falls apart so like for a hotel it's very important to really like take a moment and draw like hold the rate uh, structure to really draw it to see like okay to expedia to airbnb which rate is going where what does it mean because you already mentioned the direct bookings this is for me very like interesting because like in europe it's illegal for, for an ota to to like um, negotiate this contract that they can go lower on the direct website but i know it's different in usa um but like especially in the usa then it's very important to really use the otas as like a billboard like uh, the billboard effect is like the more you're seeing the more attention you get um so that like your re- rates are even or something like on the OTAs, but as you said, you have more like included in the packages because um, it's always an interesting statistic that um, comes in mind is that 75% of people book a hotel or accommodation that's in that's within the first seven picks on an OTA. So this goes same with the billboard effect. 75% of people really go searching for this first seven go to their page, to this page on the OTA, but also go to their direct website. If they see, okay, we have free breakfast, late checkout, all these other possible things, and they are more likely to drive more direct booking. So the rate parity does not only have an impact on like the visibility of OTAs, but also like on the direct revenue structure. Yeah, yeah. And it, I'm so glad that you brought that up because we've done several episodes over the last couple of years about using OTAs for marketing purposes, not necessarily, I mean, it's obviously it's a distribution channel, but it's, it's an underutilized marketing channel and hotels that have spent time curating their listings and then making sure that they have a really good, uh, booking proposition on their website to try and capture guests when they go there, because there are stats that a lot of people will go directly to a hotel's website to check it out from an OTA. And then maybe go back to the OTA to book it because the rate's better. And I'll and we'll talk about that in a second because I just had a personal experience with this that blows my mind. Um, it, but one of the challenges I think that's cropping up uh, more so now than ever is that you say, you know, top seven, maybe even top 10 listings on an OTA are the ones that get booked the most. But so many of those now are sponsored posts, are sponsored listings that show up higher on the rankings on a page. And so, you know, if you, if you don't have a lot of money to put behind sponsoring or, or buying placement on an OTA for your hotel, because you're not a big branded property or an independent property that doesn't have a, a ton of money. Do you have any stats or any thoughts on how some of these hotels can compete with the dollars that are going in to improve placement of, uh, uh, of other larger properties, maybe have deeper pockets for their marketing. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think first to know in this uh, case is that like um, there has a lot of research been done, like um, how 
travelers respond to the sponsored ads. You know it when you when you're a traveler yourself. You see, okay, this property is sponsored. Like you can see through it, uh, but like the conversion rate, it's not the same if you're like generic on top. It's not the same because like travelers see, okay, this guy is sponsored. It has to be there for like a money driven reason. So the conversion is not the same. So people always like um, see through it. Of course, there is conversion. You're on the top. Some people don't look through it. There are different studies and different metrics for different OTAs. For example, on Expedia, like the conversion of sponsored ad isn't that high as in booking.com. Um, in Europe, but in USA, it's different. So like a lot of things to take into consideration. But like the most important thing is, of course, to be generic uh, or generic. I don't know how to pronounce it, but like on top of the OTAs. And this is like by adjusting the right OTA and revenue structure. Like, first of all, making sure like your rate parity is really like a well-thought process, but also like which parameters are active on which OTA, why, which kind of prices are pushed to which kind of segments of customers on which OTA and why always the why is very important so like my advice to hotels or to brands or to like bed and breakfast would really be like please take moments and search and answer answer for all the whys like why do you want to be visible on booking.com which kind of guests do you want to attract and this should be like the start of the OTA strategy that's a really interesting point. You know, we, we had, I just mentioned it earlier, I had a, a personal experience just the other day where we were trying to book a hotel and it was a, it was a Marriott property and we found it on an OTA and I, you know, just being, you know, who I am in the industry, I wanted to, I really wanted to book direct because I know that that's a big deal. So we found the, the, the property on, on Expedia. I go directly and get the rates and, you know, see what, what the property looks like. And then just like we're talking about now, I go to the, the hotel's direct site and take a look at it. And with a fully intending to book a room on, uh, on their brand.com site. And the rate for the exact same room was, I think it was $85 more, uh, direct booking than on, uh, Expedia. And, you know, I, I thought to myself actually, cause I knew that this episode was coming up and, I thought to myself, like, man, this is such a missed opportunity because, you know, as much as I want to give the money directly to the hotel, I'm not going to be irresponsible and just give you more money than you're asking on another booking channel just because you're trying to drive more direct bookings, which kind of made me start thinking about, like, you know, again, again this entire episode here is why would a hotel do that? And I think we've sort of explained a little bit of how that can happen through this episode so far, but maybe we can look at your company, Lareka, and you know what you guys do. And if a, if a scenario like that was presented to you, how would you guys handle it? What sort of directive or, or advice would you give to the hotel to try to make sure that that stuff that doesn't happen? For us, like the case you just mentioned is a big red flag. Like this is like a, a very good representation of something that's really wrong with the strategy. So first, Loreca, what we do is we create an algorithm that really maximizes the visibility on the OTAs. But apart from this, we have to like take into account the revenue structure. Why, again, the why 
is which rate sent to which channel. If like the usual event, like that the brand.com is more expensive than Expedia, then like whole the rate structure thing should be like um, rebuilt. So how we would handle it is, of course, we would check first of all, which rate is correct, the cheap one or the expensive one. But to do this, we have to take into account all the costs, which kind of um, ref bar we break even. So we have to take into account for whole the revenue part to really determine the correct rate. Um, and then we have to like redesign the rate structure again to really utilize all the OTAs, but to drive as much bookings as possible. And Adam, it's funny that you, that you mentioned it because I recently had like a similar experience. As I said, I'm in Vietnam right now and I uh, recently checked in in a new hotel uh, or like another hotel um, and they had the same problem. So what like my... Uh, what I did was I called them and I said, okay, hey, on Expedia, you have a lower rate um, than your own websites. Like, I just want to book this rate, but I want to book it directly to you. And they said, no, it's easier if you book it on the OTAs. So for me, this was like, whew. Uh-huh. For some hotels, the struggle is, re- is really big. Like, <laughs> it has idea. to be like... Totally. Yeah. Like, everyone in the organization should know like what's the impact of the brand.com like i i was talking on the phone with some receptionist i think she didn't know like the impact of otas and, and such so she just said just go on expedia and book it but like it's very important that every person like involved in the hotel operations knows like drive as much direct bookings as possible so this is something to take into consideration i completely agree and not to make this a rant on on those situations but i've, I've had the same experience where i've called and tried to get uh, a rate match and and they won't do it and they just direct you to book back on the ota but i can tell you the flip side to that is that you know i've sat in a lot of meetings over the years in boardrooms where we've tried to figure out like where is the hole where's the thing that's preventing more people from booking directly how do we take away some the or maybe not take away or how do we reduce the influence that the OTAs have on on the the booking pace at a hotel um you know how do you use it more strategically all of these things there's been a lot of conversations in a lot of boardrooms with a lot of smart people around the table trying to figure this thing out when I have to ask I have to wonder because you know these these stories they keep popping up where you know our experience independently of one another keeps happening and so you know i maybe maybe this is a good opportunity to open up the the podcast if there's any revenue managers out there directors of revenue that want to come on the show and kind of explain to the audience how does this stuff happen what are we not thinking about when we're having conversations like this because there could be a valid reason that we're not seeing but it just doesn't on the surface make a lot of sense where you would have a lower rate on an ota pay a booking commission on top of that and not want to match it when somebody calls and tries to book directly with you. So maybe there's something I'm missing here, but this is a problem that doesn't seem to be going away. And there's a lot of smart people trying to fix it. Yeah. Like, um, we had some cases in the past uh, with some smaller accommodations when we were in our uh, proof of work phase of the company. And, and sometimes like the owners, like there were small bed and breakfast, three, four rooms said, 
yeah, I just like it because Booking.com or Expedia just handles everything for me from payment to uh, sending fair. all the check-in things. Um, so for small accommodations, I get it, you know. Uh, if they just want to let booking.com and all the other OTAs do their work. But for big uh, organizations and hotels and really companies as they are, I don't understand it because, as you said, there are a lot of smart people in the room there. Um, a lot of strategy has to be in place. So I personally think there are just a lot of human errors. And as I can say from my own expertise and from our day-to-day operations, a little mistake and then and a channel manager or property management software or system can be done like very easy. Uh, it's just a matter of putting the right comma and you you mess up a whole structure and you mess up a whole strategy. <laughs> so true. I personally think uh, human errors are very important here. So this is where the algorithm comes in. Exactly. Um, our algorithm really like utilizes the OTAs to the maximum as a billboard effect, but to really plays to the visibility. So we try, we uh, try as much bookings as possible on the OTAs for the revenue of the hotel. But as I said, the billboard effect, we really use the OTAs again to drive as much direct revenue as possible. This uh, one vital part of our algorithm is that it's like, Automized, so this kind of human errors don't exist anymore, luckily. Um, so we have always like the perfect rate parity everywhere, the mathematical equation, we have cracked it to say it like this. So um, people always, or hotels always have the best rate on every OTA, for example. In Germany, where we have some clients, their uh, Expedia is really used for business travel. So there we have another setup for business travel. So we really like that the value proposition look like which segments should we target on which OTA. So this is where the algorithm came in place. Um, and we are very proud um, that we have over 300 integrations. So we were able to drive to boost revenue by approximately 24%. Uh, so you've got a revenue management system, you've got a channel manager and a property management system, which are the three kind of big ones that you need when you want to take reservations, set your rates and tell the world that you have rooms to book. Where do you guys sit in that stack? How do, how do you work? We are implemented in between the the system responsible for the rates so it's dependent on how the setup went um so it's either the channel manager or the property manager and the ota so this is where we implement it we implement directly into an ota as we really want to maximize the parameters really utilize the strategy and we are like um, plugged into two ways either way the cms or the pms otherwise the ota um, but like we are not a software as a revenue management software is, we are like an algorithm. So this means like it's adjusted for every hotel specific. Like uh, we don't use the same software, or the same algorithm for a hotel in Washington or New York. They have whole other value proposition. So we really like draft up a strategy together with the hotel owner, um, put it in the algorithm and really optimize and maximize everything. Interesting. How, what kind of data do you look at? 
we look at Adam, we look at a lot of data. But for <laughs> maybe us, like you know, maybe like top three. Yeah, top three. Okay. Um for us it's traffic per OTA is very important. Um also the segment of people. So what our algorithm also does is of course we push prices dependent on the traveler. So uh, to to be quite frank, if you in the past would book a lot of wellnesses on your booking.com account, you would have a higher price at our hotels because the data shows that people who book like uh, more valued hotels or like five-star hotels are less uh, price sensitive than people who always book hostel, hostels. Okay. Normally they are not that far away, but like this is one, um, vital segment. And then we segmentate or like put every kind of customer, like a customer, B customer. So like all the GDPR stuff is fixed. Um, and another vital thing we look at is book window. Like, um, you should, a hotel should really like adjust its strategy to the general market book window. If you see, okay, 50% of the hotels in my region have been booked, um, 90 plus days before, before arrival, and you are still at 20%, then something is wrong. Like you should really take in consideration all the, um, data. So this is where the algorithm again maximizes availability in every kind of market signal. That's interesting. So you look at somebody's booking history, and then in real time exactly. on the on the fly, serve up a rate that you think they might book. So this is truly like you know we always talk about revenue management being the right guest at the right rate at the right time, and at what ends right up happening. OTA. In the right OTA, yeah. And what ends up happening is like, you know, you you still do kind of end up with like chunks of of rates within a very narrow band being booked at specific at specific times. And there's really no there is no rate customization at, at an individual level. It's more about like maybe time of day or date of travel or um maybe when you searched, there's a little bit of, there's some rate, some rate, uh, setting at that point, but this is really going much deeper and using customer insights to try and, to try and figure out what you should be charging. I think that's, I mean, that, I mean, that's really the next level of revenue management. Yes, exactly. It's again, the why, what you like the why question, like why should, uh, for example, you Adam, why should you buy this rate at this hotel, at this OTA? And then we can continue the sequence. It's really all about the why again. Um, but so we really like uh, the algorithm is based on customer specific data. But of course, because we have to like comply with a lot of regulations regarding privacy, we like um, are only able to segment data like an A customer, a B customer, a C customer. So the probability of an A customer selling a rate that is 10% higher uh, than the base rate is this percentage. So this is how whole the algorithm is built, like all on prob probability. So many questions about this, but the one that comes to mind is maybe it's too early to tell, but is there data that you can pull? And maybe there's no answer to this right now because it would be hotel specific, but where my head's at is 
is there data that you could pull that would either confirm or or deny assumptions about the style of traveler that's going to a hotel on a regular basis based off of the algorithm. So what I mean by that is like, if a hotel thinks that their customer segments break down in A, B, and C, but after implementing something like we're talking about today, where like, you know, if you book a lot of wellness, then, you know, maybe your rate's going to be a little bit higher. Or if you have, if you travel more for conventions, your rate's going to be different, whatever. A hotel thinks that their comp- their 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 customer set is A, B, and C, but your data shows that it's not that. It's actually a different style of traveler who book at a different different uh, rate levels, and so maybe they're better served going after a, a D, E, and F customer instead. You know, for example. I, I mean, have you have you had any? any situations where maybe that's come up or, or like, do you see any value in that? I guess. Cause I could, cause sir, I know you're going to answer, but like, I could see in theory, this might completely change a hotel's marketing plan, strategic plan. Like, you know, they think one thing, but the data shows something else. And we don't really have good data into customer insights at scale in the industry yet. Yes. Um, to be honest, Adam, it's the first thing that we do. It's changing the whole marketing strategy, changing the whole revenue strategy because like the visibility is like a door for a good marketing strategy and a good revenue strategy. So it's the first thing we do. We draw up like the whole strategy to really see based on the data, okay, which kind of guest is coming here and which kind of guest could be coming here if we implement everything. And this is how we implement everything. So we draft the strategy and then we like, we throw the strategy into the algorithm and the algorithm automates everything. But to be honest with like, I will just say a rough number, 75% of our clients, we have to rethink the whole strategy because like they have no clue what they're doing. They're just thinking about uh, what they think they know. Like, okay, my hotel is, is close to the station. So... I will have a lot of business guests, but this is not always the case. Data is key. Data always shows what kind of guests is coming here. And we always listen to the data when we implement the strategy, but a lot of hotels are unfortunately wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I've, I've seen that. I think, uh, I mean, there, there's operational implications here, uh, to something like this, you know, you could, you could change up everything from prices in your restaurants to, you know, operating hours and outlets to staffing levels, to some of the guest activation things that you do on site. Like there's, there's a lot of really good information that I think that could come out of this. And this is not intended to be, you know, an endorsement or uh, an infomercial for Loreca. you know, do your own due diligence, uh, people exactly. listening, if they're interested in, in signing up. But, you know, I, I, I think that data, obviously this is, like an obvious statement, you know, data is very important, but what we've had a real struggle with in this industry is finding the right data points and using, using the right data points to make the right decisions. And, you know, having all of this data, thousands of lines of, of stats and whatever, like at some point you don't know what to do with it. You don't, you don't know how to parse it, but something like this, they could just really easily define the type of customer that's coming, the rates that they're paying, 
and how you then carry that through the guest journey in your property, I think is really powerful. And as, you know, again, I kind of go back to post-pandemic world and hotels, and now, you know, we're, we're seeing layoffs again. And, and I mean, staffing has been rough for a couple of years anyway. Um, as we try to figure out what the new normal is in the industry, this is the kind of data I think that is really going to matter for a lot of different reasons. So, you know, maybe just before we wrap the show here, what are some things that clients should be prepared to either talk about or what do they need to know about their business before they sign up with you to make sure that this is a, a successful venture? What we always like want from our clients is that they know their own business. And unfortunately, again, this is most of the cases not not happening and um, we want to know like if i'm talking in operations which cleaner is taking how much time for each room to clean why why is this cleaner cleaning longer than another cleaner we want to know everything everything should be like rough data and from this rough data we can start so if you like if a hotel is really a match for this this is the first thing you will ask okay why do you have this kind of uh, cleaner for this room why is your operation set up this way but why do you charge breakfast at this rate we we want we really need to know it all um but like as a key takeaway for people listening or like people that are listening is that hotels have a lot of data a lot of inaccurate data a lot of unuseful data but like it's a really key to like utilize all this data to the maximum um, so for example if i go back to the example of the cleaning if you see okay this cleaners are not doing well or like i'm losing money on this cleaners please don't be scared to like target the market of people staying for two nights or longer because like a stayover has less cost than than a daily check-in so all this kind of things really need to like be considered this room a stayover for this cleaner what does it cost all these things we we need to know. If they don't know it, usually we, we figure it out on ourselves. It's like we really go very far by this in this optimization. Sometimes we really go to the hotel or we really time it or we really like goes to have some estimations. But like what for us is very important to have a match is we need a business owner or a hotel owner who knows their company. Because if you don't know your own company, you are not willing or you're not able to sell it at the correct rate to possible clients. It's interesting when a potential supplier comes in and asks questions about your business <laughs> that you've never considered before. <laughs> I guess that means that, you know, you guys are looking at things, uh, in a, in a new way. So I, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on Bart Jan and kind of giving a, a sense of what's going on with your company. If anybody wants to learn more or get in touch with you, where should they go? They can go to our website. So it's www.loreca.be. We are from Belgium, so it's .be. Um, or they can find me on LinkedIn. So my name is Bartjan Leit. Sounds good. I'll link to everything in the show notes. Uh, Bartjan, I know we're, we're, you're coming up on 1 a.m. there, so I, I appreciate you coming on the show today. I'll let you wrap up your day. And um, yeah, I hope anybody who's interested in learning a little bit more about this reaches out. Thank you very much, Adam. I really enjoyed it. This was my episode with Bart Janleitz. You can find him on LinkedIn and learn more about Loreca at loreca.be. 
That's L-O-R-E-C-A dot B-E. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you're not a subscriber to the podcast, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For past episodes or to get in touch with us, just go to theprovenprinciplespodcast.com. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at the Proven Principles Podcast, or you can find us on LinkedIn. I'm Adam Knight, and you've been listening to the Proven Principles Podcast. Until next time.